back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major. You couldn't get rid of me that easily. Back from the IR, Dave here, as always, with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Master Giovanni. Matt, how's it going this evening? It's the time of year where I feel like the it's like the Nutcracker animation where I'm doing all these things at once and like my shadow or whatever is like. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Um, but obviously, the the holiday season is here. It's been here for the past few weeks now. We're rolling around to Hanukkah and Christmas. I'm not sure when Kwanzaa is. I'm sorry to those who celebrate Kwanzaa. I think it's <laughs> after Christmas. Yes, but um, again, we are in the thick of the holiday season, and oh, I just got to take every so often and just take a breather and re- remind myself that it's all going to be okay and. Make sure everyone that's on my list is getting a gift and so on and so forth. And I mean, I think I could use a beer at some points too. So, <laughs> <laughs> a nice strong beverage. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, the Flyers, what we're here to talk about, obviously have not been doing well uh, since I last talked with everyone uh, last week before they, I think their next game. Yeah, they played the Capitals the next night because um, you were at the Colorado game. I think I, I'm pretty sure I talked about that. And then um, they lose to the Capitals four to one at home. I mean, they lose three in a row. They have lost three or four in a row, actually. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're kind of right where we've been, where the Flyers are showing their true colors of how bad they are. And yeah, I think, I think they've lost. I think they've lost the last sixteen out of eighteen games. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think when they lost against Arizona, it was sixteen of seventeen. But then they lost against the Abs last night in Colorado. So now again, like you said, it's been sixteen of eighteen. So, hooray! <laughs> I mean, it's amazing the fact that they're getting the loser points. They're still not in the basement of the league. Yeah. But they're they're in the basement of the division with the Blue Jackets, but um, at this point it's just kind of like you're you're just kind of waiting for like the other shoe to drop. Like, all right, when when's Chuck Butcher gonna get fired? And we talked about this many many times. Even the last time we were we did a podcast together, we talked about this. But like at this point, it's clear like something else needs to be done. And this clearly this this current regime is not the ones who are meant to take the Flyers into the next era of whatever they're going towards. I'm not even going to say greatness because I don't even know what the next era of Flyers hockey is or what it's supposed to be. I would say it's not good right now. I would say relevancy is probably the next relevancy. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm getting apathetic again. Like I, I like I missed last night's game because I had beer league, obviously beer league playoffs got got a huge dub last night. Um, 
But like, I don't like, I don't even care if I miss or watch games right now because I just know like, I don't like, I want them to lose and I don't, they're not must see television right now. Like I watched the Vegas game in, in, in a deserved to win meter That was a game where they deserved to win. They actually played pretty well and they owned the majority of overtime yeah. and just the bad turnover by Kevin Hayes, you know, Led, led to the Vegas getting the overtime winner. And that was a game, you know what, they played well, but they lost. But the game against Arizona on Sunday, I, the Arizona Coyotes are arguably, a on paper, a way worse team than the Flyers. But I, I'll, I'll stop you there before you go near, sorry, I'm going to interrupt, but I think the deserve to win O-meter, like you said, was definitely higher that game than it was against the Knights because... I mean, aside from the Konechny turnover in the third, which made it, what, 4-3 Arizona, yeah. I mean, the Flyers were in control of that game for a lot of the, a lot of it. I mean, Morgan Frost had four points, but obviously that wasn't enough. But go ahead, Dave. I'll, I'll, well, I'll my, point is that, is, my point is that a be- you should have had a back-and-forth game against the Arizona Coyotes. That should have been a game where you dominated play and you won in every aspect of the game easily because the Arizona Coyotes are dog shit. They're the worst team in the league. I know well, the Flyers. They really are just terrible. had a back and forth game with Clayton Keller. That that is true. <laughs> yeah, Clayton Keller caused me to caused me to lose my last week in fantasy matchup. Oof. But like I I don't know like you lost to the Arizona Coyotes who are a joke of a franchise currently right now. I'm like that like. That loss just stings because that's like that, that's a team you should beat. Like I know you, I know the Flyers are bad; they're very bad. But you need to beat Arizona, you know. So, you know, I'm seeing people saying it's Connor Bedard or Bus, yada yada yada. I still don't think they're gonna pick first overall. I mean, hell, that, that would be phenomenal if they did. But you know, right now I'm expecting the Flyers to pick top five. Yeah, and they can pick anywhere between three to five. I don't think they're getting Bedard or uh, Adam Fantilli from Michigan. It'd be nice if they got either of those players, but I just don't think it's still happening. And I I don't want Flyers fans seeing their hopes up for those players because I just don't think that's realistic. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm just going to mentally prepare, like you said, to to just not get Bedard because we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk ourselves into we're going to be number one overall, and then we're not going to get it. We're going to be like, oh, this is rigged, blah, blah, blah. Like, when in reality, like you said, Dave, I mean, looking at the standings here quick for the league, there's surprisingly there are five teams that are still worse than the Flyers right now. Um, yep. And I, I feel like the bottom five is really going to stay the same for the most part. So that's probably honestly where the bottom five is at now is likely, I won't say most likely, somewhat likely to be some precursor of the order of the top five draft picks in the upcoming draft, because I don't really see any of these teams making any sort of run at the playoffs or even, I mean, obviously not a Stanley cup. So who's in the bottom five right now? It's Arizona Columbus. So Flyers, the Flyers are currently 27th and then San Jose, Arizona, Columbus, Chicago and Anaheim are all below them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anaheim. Yike. <laughs> yeah. 
But at least, like, a lot of these teams in the bottom five, they have at least talent in their pipeline. Like, those, like, Anaheim and, like, Anaheim and even Arizona, like, they've got pieces that you go, oh, there's something there for the future. Yeah. The the teams in that list that, excuse me, they don't really have anything for the future are Chicago and us. Yeah, I mean, the, the the brightest spot lately with any sort of future talk was Cam York getting called up for the Knights game, but... And he's he, playing like he's playing like he's a number one defenseman. Right yeah, now. he's played he's played well, and again, I mean, you saw Morgan Frost with a four-point night the other night in Arizona, which, I mean, hell, <laughs> that kind of boosts his trade stock at this point as far as I'm concerned, so... Yeah, I need Morgan Frost to do that against better teams. Yeah. Like, more consistently. Like, that, that was Morgan Frost that we expected when we drafted him. So we yeah. need him to do that more often, please, because then you have something. But a one-off, that's just like, you know, the blind scroll finds a nut. Yeah, I mean, again, there's really not much to talk about. They've lost 16 of their last 18 games. They're on a currently, they're on a four-game four losing, losing, four losing streak. With the Devils tomorrow night in New Jersey, the Rangers at home on Saturday, and then next Tuesday, right before Christmas, really. Well, they have Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday next week before the Christmas break. They have the Blue Jackets at home on Tuesday night. And that's then five dollar have... beer night at the Wells Fargo Center. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's approaching the Flyers are doing. They better stock up on beer because people are going to need to be hammered to watch this team. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they have a 2 o'clock on Thursday, the 22nd, which is a weird time, in Toronto. And then Friday, the 23rd, wrapping up the uh, pre-holiday break, the Carolina Hurricanes in Carolina. We could realistically see them on another eight-game losing streak here. I mean, they have that, like, that not actually only, nine games. The only team I see them having a sliver in hell of beating is the Columbus Blue Jackets. But even then, I mean, you had Goudreau with, line what, back. with three points in the first two periods of the game. Again, like the Flyers, I believe, are 0-2 against Columbus already this season, yeah. correct? So you're right. I- I'm calling it. By, by, by Christmas, the Flyers will be on a nine-game losing streak. And then, I mean, it could even get worse after that because, like, they have that, what is I guess it's the Disney on Ice road trip because they come back from the holiday break the 29th against San Jose, that could just be a like a trash can game. So that's just... really two great hockey teams going <laughs> at it. Let me tell you, that's must-watch television. That's going to be the better of the worst teams. Um, and then they have a game New Year's Eve, which uh, um, end your 2022. With Start the your drinking early that evening. Yeah, so they have a game against the Kings at 4 o'clock on Saturday. And then their first game in the new year of 2023, I can't believe we're already talking about 2023, is Monday the 2nd against the Anaheim Ducks at 10 o'clock. So, I mean, again, it's literally, it's realistic that this team could be on another 10-game losing streak. Very, very easily. And I just want to point out the fact that just a couple weeks ago when Chuck Fletcher had his State of the Union press conference, he's like, oh, we're only five points of a wild card. That, hey, was Chuck, last, that was last week when I talked about that. Jesus Christ. Because you know what? Guess what? When he had that, they were five points out. Now they're ten points out of the wild card. 
Like it, it like, was his him and Torts, their like media availability, I believe, was it was right after I think it was right after the either the Islanders game where they snapped the ten game winning or the losing streak, or it was the day of or after the Tampa Bay Lightning loss. Either way, I mean they hadn't done shit to warrant any sort of we're going to be competitive, we're only five points out of a spot talk from Fletcher. I mean, this guy, again, is just a complete idiot and is completely incompetent on how to run a franchise at this point. So, As long as – like, it, oh, I, I never told you this via text, but I got a sales call from a Flyers sales intern or a sales rep trying to sell me a Santa sack. <laughs> And he left me a voicemail because I didn't recognize the phone number at first. But you best bet I called him back and I respectfully told him my mind and my piece. And there were multiple times in this phone conversation where he tried to interject and I talked over him because I was going to finish my statement. Yeah. And I know those sales calls get recorded because his boss, his manager, has to look at sales numbers. And if, if, if they're struggling to get sales like any good sales manager does you listen to your sales reps phone calls so i know at some point someone up in the flyers marketing department heard my list of complaints and even the, the sales rep admitted he's like you're not the first person to tell me this but i'll reiterate what i told the sales rep and we, i've said on this podcast before master and we've said it to each other via text but as long as chuck fletcher and dave scott are in control of this organization we are going absolutely nowhere and I personally will not be giving the Flyers any of my own hard-earned money to them. And I even told the rep this. I said, I will not buy Flyers tickets directly from the team. I will go to games, but I will be buying my tickets on the resale market or I'll be getting them for free somehow. I am not giving you and Comcast my direct money. No way, Jose. I said, until, I said, until Chuck Fletcher and Dave, or Dave Scott is gone and this team has a direct and clear path again, then I'll buy from the Flyers directly again. But until that happens, sorry. Not sorry. Yeah, I mean, again, I think we're, you and me, and then I'm sure there's a plethora of other people out there that are just going to start, again, just sinking back into that apathetic standpoint where it's like, eh, like, I don't care. Like, so, um, but again, I think me personally... I don't have any plans in the near or, I mean, foreseeable future the rest of the season to go to any games at this point. Um, watching games again, I feel like is almost like it was with like the Phillies in like the early two, the early 2010s, where it was it's a chore. They're they're on, but they're either on in the background or you turn them on for the first part of the game or the last part of the game, like yeah. I think I, I I would love to watch. And I mean, again, there are games that I'm going to watch all the way through, but I don't really have no positive expectations at this point. And I no. think, again, the majority of the fan base is, again, sinking back into that apathetic standpoint. And again, it's just really the only things we have to look forward to is when, if, I hate to say if, but if and when, if and or when, Fletcher is fired, and then if and actually when the Flyers go on another ten game losing streak, like 
they're they're just going to continually break these records for just being so bad. Where just again, two this would if they went on another ten game winning streak. Let's see, they went on a losing 10-game streak. streak, losing streak. Sorry, way too optimistic. So they've played thirty games so far. They've lost twenty one. So they've obviously they've only won nine. But if they so let's see, if they went on another ten game losing streak. They would already have lost. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't know. I don't want to do the math. It's just again, it's embarrassing. Like it just gets more and more it's, embarrassing. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And the, I mean, it's. I just. Like, <coughs> I want to care, but I don't. Just because I just know this team is going nowhere, <coughs> and like I have zero desire to watch the team right now. Because I just know what's going to be the outcome, you know? Like, oh, if yeah. I get notifications, like, oh, it's a tight game, yeah, I'll throw it on, like, like I did with the Arizona game. It's like, oh, like, this is actual, like, interesting. But, like, to the diehards who are watching every game, every second, like, God bless. I used to be one of them, but I'm just at the point now where I'm like, I got more, I got more important things to do. Like, I know I have a podcast. So like, if this is our podcast, and we're talking, this is the team that we talk about because we're fans of. But it's like... I would rather watch TV with my wife or watch a movie or play Xbox and then have the flyers on in the background than actually give them my full attention because you know what? They don't deserve our full attention right now. Yeah. But again, we're also desperate to want to enjoy this team again. And you can't. Yeah. And, it, and I think and it, the people they, that enjoy going through this misery are completely psycho. Oh, yeah. And it's just. Like, there are people who are actually, like, I'm never going to actively root for them to lose, but I'm seeing that online. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, if you can be a fan, but, like, don't actually root for losses. Like, yeah, of course, do I want the Flyers to win and be well and be a winning organization again? Of course I do. And that's what I'm, that's yes. always what I'm going to root for at the end of the day. But just, like, at the point now where, like, I know, okay, oh, who are they playing? All right, that's a loss. All right. And next point, yeah. you know? At this point, yeah. like, I'm really looking forward to Cutter Gauthier turning pro because as of right now, that's elite-level talent that we have in our pipeline. Like, that's step one. Like, that's a good hockey player coming our way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say the last thing for our Flyers coverage and really the only positive thing going on for the Flyers, if you get my hint there, Dave, the, <laughs> the Flyers... Perhaps involve canines. It does. So I think the most adorable slash only bearable thing about the Flyers right now that happened today, actually, is that uh, the PSPCA and the Philadelphia Animal Welfare Society, pause, um, along with the Flyers and Flyers alumni, announced the official 2022-23 Hockey and Hounds roster of adoptable dogs as part of the Hockey and Hounds initiative and in partnership with the PSPCA and PAWS, 32 adoptable dogs have been named after each player on the 2022-23 Flyers roster and a group of Flyers alumni to help them score a forever home. Uh, according to the article, as pandemic restrictions have been largely removed throughout the region, the Flyers announced before the season that each player on the team would be paired with a local charitable or community-focused initiative. The idea to create a Hockey and Hounds roster was inspired by a recent visit to PSPCA by Flyers defensemen and advocates for Anifal 
and advocates for animal welfare, Ivan Provorov and Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, I will say this is good that they're doing this off, on, on, off the ice because they aren't very good on the ice. Anyway, um, <laughs> last week the pair made a special visit to PSE's, PS, PSPCA to tour the facility, make the dogs special treats, and learn more about animal rescue and welfare. Um, it, I don't know if you saw it, Dave, but they had slides of all the dogs that were named after the players on their Instagram mm-hmm. today. Uh, a lot of little cute, cute little guys. So um, adopt hey, dog yeah. stop. And gals, true. Dog, dog people. We don't want to assume these dogs' genders. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot of good doggos, as they say. Yes. But currently located at PSPCA in North Philadelphia, and looking for their home team. The roster consists of 26 Chihuahuas recently rescued by the PSPCA's humane law enforcement. I'm sorry, team. Chihuahuas aren't dogs. Sorry, aren't? just need to put it out there. What are they if they're not dogs? Walking, yipping, beanie babies. Gotcha. With with crazy Napoleon complexes. Oh. Not a Chihuahua guy. Sorry, but continue. Actually, I hate to make fun of a poor little dog, but the one that they named after Felix Sandstrom looks like he's blind in one eye. Very well could be. So, but they have... I mean, Sandstrom might with the goals he's letting this year. You... Yeah, but they, I mean, just to go through some names here, they have Katesy, which is Noah Cates, Beezer for obviously Farabee, Cam, Cam York, Brawner, Justin Braun, Brownie for Patrick Brown, um, Delo, I guess that's DeLorenis, or not DeLorenis, sorry, Delorier, um, DeLorenis, I'm thinking of a kid I went to high school with, um, <laughs> Coots, Felix, Frosty, Fridge, Fridge, definitely, I feel like, uh, Suits this this dog. Um, Hartsey, Hazy, Hound for Bob the Hound, Kelly, Marshy for Brad Marsh. Marshy is a female breed, so that's interesting. Um, Reamer, Risto, Sanny, Sarge for Lawton. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to just scroll through some of the names and see what these dogs look like. Um, I guess they have Cam and they have Yorkie. So Cam York gets two dogs. Oh, I guess Cam Atkinson. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, some some good looking little pups. And uh, if you're feeling like adopting one, then again, this is a great initiative. Um, good publicity for the Flyers because they really aren't be they're nothing special on the ice. So good to see them doing something in the community. Yeah, I mean. And at Pod Street Hogs, if you're listening, I mean, I feel like you have to adopt Sarge just because Scotty Lawton's your boy, you know? Yeah. But no, all joking aside about my dislike of Chihuahuas, they, they are still dogs. They're just small, and I find them to be aggressive and annoying, but they do need homes. So please adopt. Adopt, don't shop. There's something else I was going to talk about, but I'm blanking on it. It's not on the website either. About the Flyers? Yeah. I'm not sure. If I think of it, I'll I'll bring it up in Around the League. But, Dave, as I mentioned Around the League, I think it's time to go Around the League, our weekly segment where we talk about things NHL, which are news and noteworthy, in which we give you 
the facts of things going on around the NHL. But this week we kind of have a, not a blank slate, but just a small slate as there really hasn't been going on. There really hasn't been much going on aside from a very big milestone in the goal scoring world. If you haven't seen that, obviously you're not a real fan. Um, Live it under a rock. And then just a couple, I guess, house cleaning things for Gary Bettman and the GM meetings that went on in Florida this week. So I guess we can start with that. But a couple of things from Bettman earlier this week, he announced that the salary cap is expected to be $83.5 million next season, which is only a which is only a $1 million increase because current revenue projections indicate the players will have a remaining escrow debt owed to the owners after this season. Uh, however, Bettman said if the remaining debt of an estimated $70 million is paid off this season, the salary cap would then rise slightly above $86 million next season. According to the article from NHL.com, the NHL is estimating revenues to be around $5.7 billion this billion dollars would be this season, up from approximately $5.4 billion last year. Bettman said the revenue projection would have to increase about $140 million to $150 million for the escrow debt to be paid in full this season. Um, what's, what's, what did I do? Oh. But it's, I mean, it sucks that sports comes down to money. And it's also, again, just, let's see. The NHL is accepted, expected to announce the official salary cap number in June with the, and then another order of business. The Senator's sale process is, uh, according to the articles, sorry, I can't talk right now, um, is projected to pick up steam next month. Uh, let's see. The NHL is working on a fan code of conduct for next season. And they're also devising a uniform fan code of conduct that will be in place. Oh, geez. Uh, and the concept has the support of the player inclusion community committee as well. So just a lot of things being discussed at these meetings, Dave. But I, fi- I feel like the, the two most notable things are the salary cap. And also Batman was saying that the digital ads have been a hit. But who the hell is this guy polling? Because... He's polling people that are obviously getting some green in their pockets mm-hmm. for answering the right questions here because we've seen multiple instances where these digital ads around the entire rink do not help anyone watch the game at all. And that's coming from, I mean, me, who's watched hockey ever since I've been little. And from a layman's standpoint, the thing you always hear from someone watching a game is, I can't track the puck. So... If you're trying to track the puck on top of all the players skating around, on top of the ads moving every so often, how are you supposed to watch a game? So It, it, it makes zero sense. I just well, don't... I will say, sorry, before I let you do your thing, I will say that, I mean, watching the amount that I do, <laughs> it's gotten kind of like, again, like you just kind of learn, like you learn to tune it out. But you do notice every so often that the the players or the puck will glitch into the ads. Disappear. It's like yeah, it's like a glitch in the matrix where they disappear for like a couple seconds and then come back in. But uh, I mean, again, like, and just again relating that to the salary cap, it's like with these with these moving ads, you have ads on the ice as well, like at the blue lines that are projected. 
you have the helmet ads, you have the jersey ads. Like, are these all not enough to raise, like, confidently say the salary cap will raise more than a million dollars next year? So it's just, again, it, it's it sucks that it comes down to money, but it just makes no sense that all these things are happening and it doesn't seem to really be helping. Yeah, I mean, the problem with the ads right now is not every team's doing it. Like, the Flyers don't have a helmet jersey. Ad. They don't have a helmet or a jersey ad yet. So on, until every team has them, it's not really going to benefit the league in any shape or form. But at the end of the day, Gary Bettman, there's a reason why the owners love him. He's very pro-owner. He keeps their pockets paid. He keeps the salary cap down low. And at the end of the day, he's hurting the league. Hockey's not growing under Gary Bettman. He's had multiple lockouts. He's very pro-owner. I mean, you, you look at hockey athletes compared to NBA, NFL, and MLB players. I mean, if you compare NHL athlete's salary to MLB players, NHL players are poverty. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, there's a reason. Gary Bettman's arguably, he's the worst commissioner out there, out of all the pro sports leagues, probably second behind Roger Goodell. In, in the NFL. Um, but it's just hockey is so far behind the other pro major sports. Um, and with Gary Bettman leading the charge, it's never going to get back up to where it should be, which stinks. But um, and the NHL salary cap is, it needs help. Like a lot of teams need help, but it needs to be better. Right, right now, the salary cap penalizes teams for drafting and developing players well. It puts them in huge financial burns and headaches. So, calling for a lot of heads on this week's podcast, but Gary Bettman's got to go. But I've also thought Gary Bettman's had to go for at least fifteen years now. Like he's just not a good owner. He's not. He's not a good commissioner. Well, it's also funny too because uh, this year's also we just passed the milestone of him being named commissioner of the NHL thirty years ago. So. <laughs> the man literally put himself in the hockey hall of fame. Like that's yeah. how much of a joke he is. Yep. This says he was the first commissioner of the NHL, which I guess is. No, there was commissioners before him. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> huh? <clears throat> It ain't that important. No, I know. It's just interesting, interesting fact. But anyway, moving on. Batman, give your head a shake, as they say. Take a lap, as they say. Raise that cap. Check the game notes, bud. Take a lap and raise the cap. There we go. That should be a shirt copyright by us. But Heard it here first. Yep. But anyway, Dave, moving on to our last order of business. We had a... Very big milestone last night in the United Center in Chicago when who else but Alex Ovechkin hit the 800 goal mark after scoring a hat trick against the Colorado, the Chicago mm-hmm. Blackhawks. Um, Ovi came into the game with 797 goals, <laughs> three away from 100 or 800, and in typical Ovi fashion, he gets a hat trick to hit the huge milestone. Um, Scored on a little bit of a wonky goal, I would say, for number 800, but it's 800 nonetheless. They don't ask how many. They don't ask how many. Exactly. But uh, he is the just the third player in NHL history to score 800 goals 
and is now only in the company of Gordy Howe and Wayne Gretzky. So, I mean, he's just two guys behind being the all-time goal scorer for the NHL in hockey history. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty so, sure his next goal ties Gordy Howe. He took the words out of my mouth. So his next goal at 801 will tie him for Gordie Howe with second for second all time. And then 802 will move him into the sole possession of second place all time with just Wayne Gretzky ahead of him with the infamous 894 goal mark. <laughs> Ovechkin in true fashion said, let's take it step by step. <laughs> so he's not looking too far ahead. I feel like he's just going to go game by game, but he does understand, according to this article from NHL.com, the next two goals will be his most significant to date. It's not every day you get to pass Howe, who played 26 seasons in the NHL, 25 with the Red Wings, and one with the Hartford Whalers, and scored his final goal in 1980 when he was 52 years old. So um, Ovechkin appears in a hurry to race past Howe, who died in 2016 at the age of 88, and get on with chasing down Gretzky's record. He's had seven goals during a four-game goal streak and reached to reach 20 goals in 31 games this season, putting him on pace to finish with 52. It would be his 10th 50-goal season and break the NHL record of nine he currently shares with Gretzky and Mike Bossy after scoring 50 last season as well. Um, I mean, it's crazy to think that we're we're witnessing hockey history before our eyes. I mean, we've seen Ovechkin play since, what, 06? Because his rookie year was ruined by the lockout. Let me look it up. So I believe he was in the drafted at 05. I'm pretty sure. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, NHL.com. Yes, first year in the league was 2005-2006. So, um, and then the Capitals open a three-game homestand against the Dallas Stars on Thursday, tomorrow night. So, I mean, he's, he's I think it's realistic that he has, he passes Gordie Howe tomorrow, or at least ties him tomorrow. So, I mean, it's, soon enough it's going to be, and I hate to compare because obviously Bonds use steroids, but like, down the stretch, obviously, in the next couple of years or so, it's every one of his goals is going to be must-watch TV for oh, if you're a, if you're a sports fan, not just a hockey fan, because you're going to see a record that stood for decades getting chased down and potentially broken. So, yeah, I mean, Ovi is the greatest goal scorer of all time in the National Hockey League. Yeah, like you know, Gretzky's got the record, but like. Ovi's done it in a league way different than it's been much harder to score goals in Ovechkin's era than it was in Gretzky's. Yep. So right. this was also the 29th hat trick of his career. It's it, the dude just scores goals. That's just what he does. Russian and like he never breaks. He's he's not even tailing off. Like he's gonna play next year. He might even play two years from now. Like He's going to break Gretzky's record. He, he's going to do it. Like, if he scores 15 this year, that puts him, what, so he's at 800, that, that's 30 more goals, that puts him around 830. So then he only needs 60-ish more. So if he plays three more years, 
and he at least puts up 30 to 40 20. goals. Yeah. After this, if he scores 50 this season and then scores 70 more the next two, that's the record. Yep. Blouses. Blouses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I just, I mean, I'm looking at an article here of just all his milestones throughout his career, and it's a legit laundry list of just <clears throat> all these different accolades, milestones, all this stuff that he's accomplished. He was drafted on. June 26, 2004, with the first overall pick in the 04 NHL draft, made his debut in October of 2005. So, I believe, yeah, his first, his rookie season was, uh, his would-be rookie season was the lockout year. Yep. (laughs) But the grade eight gets to the grade 800, and, I mean, He's got one one more guy to pass. I mean, and that guy is Gordy Howe, Mr. Hockey himself. Like he's not just some guy. He's Gordy Howe. Yeah. Like so he passes Gordy Howe and then all that's left to chase down is the the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky. So it's it's crazy. I think he does it. I really do. And of course he's first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like the, uh-huh. like the day he retires, he should be announced he's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame the very next day. Yep. But, Dave, with that as I yawn, <laughs> um, I think that does it for this week with Around the League. We will be back with one more episode next week. You may not hear my voice because I will be traveling for the holidays. Um, so... But you will hear Dave and potentially a special guest as well. Stay tuned for that. We'll make an announcement on our social media, on Twitter, as to who will be Dave's partner in crime for next week. But I guess before before I go for for the year, um, I'll start off with a dad joke. I'll say, see everyone next year. Uh, (laughs) But I'll see everyone on the airwaves in 2023. I appreciate everyone's continued support. Uh, Shout out to the Pot Street Bullies. Great guys over there. Give them a listen. Give them a follow. Uh, Dave, it's been a pleasure as usual. Obviously, we'll we'll talk again soon. But just on the airwaves, it's always fun to talk talk hockey with you. As bad as it's been, um, yeah. as bad as the hockey's been, but just always good to do this. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll you'll have the World Juniors to talk about next week. You'll have just taking the words right out of my mouth. Sorry, I'll 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 be quiet. I'll. Uh, no, I'll say good. I will say goodbye for now, everyone. And Dave, again, as usual, I will throw it over to you <laughs> to close things out for us on your your week back from the IR. Yeah, I'm still coughing. It's like lingering cough. It sucks. <laughs> um, but yes, like Master said, I will I will be back next week, whether that's with special guests or hopping on another podcast. Somehow, some way, I will be talking Flyers hockey next week before our holiday break. Um, we will be taking a break in between Christmas and New Year's. So the after next week, the next time you hear from us as a duo will be in the year 2023. So pardon me. Um been uh, looking forward to it. It's it's been here's the thing, we've been doing this podcast now together for at least five years now. So yeah, yeah pretty much. And the flyers have been good for maybe two out of those five years. So 
Give or take. <laughs> oh, it's been it's been a joyous time, joyous time. But uh, now with that, you know, of course, Mastro, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Enjoy your travels. I'm sure we'll be communicating whilst we are on our break. Yes, um, sir. But I will second what you said about checking out the Pond Street Bullies. Check out our great affiliates and what they're doing. They are pushing out weekly content at an unreal rate. They are phenomenal. Always a great listen. Of course, check out their affiliates also high and wide. Another great source for Flyers news. And really just stick taps to anyone who's putting out weekly content on the Philadelphia Flyers right now because it is hard. Because there's always so much you can say about this very, very bad hockey team. Like yes. you don't want to repeat yourself every, every week. So yeah. To everyone who's doing Flyers content right now on a daily or weekly basis, I applaud thee because it ain't easy. No. <laughs> um, so keep up the good fight. Um, but with that, um, I will see everyone next week. Good night and good hockey. <laughs>